Ladies and gentlemen, I would absolutely friggin' love to welcome you back to the first Flug Fantasy Football Podcast of the 2022-2023 NFL season. That's right, you heard it, F-L-O-O-G, the Fantasy League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Guys, the season is here. What's up, Flug? That's what's up, Yo, yo, yo. This ain't your ordinary podcast. Oh, you have no. legitimate shit right here. <laughs> hell yeah. Guys, how are we? We took a, uh, I guess I kind of made the executive decision. I said, you know, we've been grinding all offseason. I said, week one is here. Let's just take the week off. Let's just enjoy it. Football is back, guys. So we are, a lot has happened. A very exciting week one. Lots of upsets, just lots of lots of news, lots of so much, so many things, so many things. So let's go. Uh, I am the commission, Joshua T.A. Hicks. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. And uh, the rest of my merry men with me tonight, uh, he is, well, he, well, he, yeah, he traveled the most last weekend, so I'll dump it off to him first. Guys, you can find him on Twitter at social media ghost. Uh, let's hear about the trip, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tyson Cullen. Oh, yo. Yeah, man. Uh, went to Chessfield with a buddy. Um, I'll keep the PG, but uh, we had a good time. Uh, stayed out till about three o'clock that night. Uh, uh, or next morning. Um, woke up at 830. We drove three and a half hours to Blacksburg to see Virginia Tech and Boston College. Tailgated for about uh, about five hours. Then got oh, the game. <laughs> I, I, I didn't drink that much, believe it or not. I did not drink that much. I kind of felt last year when we went, I felt in my element for some reason. I felt kind of out of it. And uh, Tech ended up winning 27 to 10 uh, against Boston College. So that was that was good. And then uh, this is where the story gets interesting. So we left at uh, – I'll try to make this quick. Uh, we were in traffic for an hour because there's really only a couple ways to get out of Blacksburg from the game. And so we were stuck in traffic for an hour. My buddy drove from, I guess, really to start at 1230. About 2 o'clock he gets to close to about where if anybody knows where Greenville, Virginia is. It is yeah. just about – Seven miles, I'll say, Gary, you probably know. Um, <clears throat> um, it's about seven miles from the 8164 intersection or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. merge. And he looks at and he goes, yeah, I got sleep. I was like, all right, cool. So we end up going to a Love's gas station, and he ends up parking there. We're next to like an 18-wheeler, and I got to say, it was probably the worst sleep i've ever had in my life uh, my neck i was cra- i was cracking my neck all day and uh oh, yeah this man. guy I-, I swear this guy through a freaking tornado and i just i didn't want to wake him up so eventually about 7 15 in the morning so we slept long story short we slept for five hours at this gas station and i woke him up at 7 15 i was like look we gotta roll but let's go uh so we went to the commander's <laughs> game. we went to the commander's game um, 
yeah, I'm calling my buddy out. He's telling everybody that he, that we stayed the whole game. We did not stay the whole game. We left in the third quarter mm. because quote unquote, quote unquote, I see us losing. Now he was a little bit tired, and that's and rightfully so, but uh, from not sleeping pretty much all weekend. But uh, yeah, he quote unquote, I see them losing. Well, he goes to sleep. Of course, we all know the Commanders won. He wakes up. I'm like, yeah, y'all won. Um, so, yeah, so long story short, Chesterfield to Blacksburg, Blacksburg to Landover, Maryland, and then back home all in a span of uh, Friday evening to Sunday evening. 48 and, hours. Uh, 48 hours. So, uh, yeah, uh, we had a good time and did not get a lot of sleep. So, Make me feel young, as usual. And, uh, and the Bills won thirty-one to ten. Uh, so that leads me to our other guest, who is coming off a thirty-eight to thirty-five win over the Detroit Lions. Over Sorry, Shane's Shane. team. Over Shane's oh, team. Yeah. Over Shane's but, team. Over Shane's right, team. Right. Over Shane's team. Shane's team, who bashed Gabe Davis. Yeah, Gabe Davis had a terrible game. Not. Um, this is one. Uh, Jerry Chukowski. What's up, dude? What's happening, yo? Like, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into the Eagles Detroit game over over that. It was an interesting game, but um, they came back. Hey, what what a what a great unshameless plug of the Bills there. I I love it, <laughs> especially this early. <laughs> but uh, no, it, week one was great. It was fun. Uh, I actually had a pretty cool weekend. I went to Blue Ridge Rock Festival on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was really cool. It was a lot of metal bands and stuff like that. So, who'd you see? Uh, yeah. There was like, I'm trying to figure like somebody who's significant. Guar was there. Oh. Uh, Slipknot. Oh. Um, hey. Pennywise. Oh, Penny, dude. I'm, yeah. dude, I, I, yeah. Uh, did my you girlfriend watch... likes Butcher Babies. They were pretty good. They were like two watch... girls scream, uh, like emo screaming, but it was really good. I like. They were pretty tight. Did you watch Pennywise? I did not. No, nah. I think we left. Nine Inch Kills was in there too. They sing like a lot of horror film type songs or something like that. But um, no, it was all in all pretty good. A lot of people were fucking crowd surfing, dude. Some people were just like getting, like some people. Dude, crowd surfing's a bitch. If you're underneath, like I had to at least hold up within the span of five minutes, 20 fucking bodies. That's a lot. That's a lot. Everybody just kept coming. Like I can't even watch the band. It's the worst realization. Like everybody just keeps coming. And I'm like, I want to watch this shit. I'm in the wrong spot right now. I got to go back <laughs> with people with lawn chairs. So all in all, it was all kind of good though. I had a fun time. I'm glad we were back somewhat early saturday night uh that way i could get some sleep and watch some football on sunday all right, so did y'all drive to danville and back saturday yeah we were gonna stay out there but she lost her phone oh shit was it yeah it was like kind of like a all right let's just get out and it was raining it was raining hardcore mm-hmm. and it was kind of miserable that's probably why i'm sick that wouldn't yeah yeah might do it well gary i hope you recover we have a big weekend uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, he's a fluger. Just hasn't been here in a while. Mr. Bradley Gardner is getting married on Saturday. Oh, yeah. So, oh, shit, are, that's just yeah, so we are hiking up to Lexington 
and going to that uh parte event, if you will, <laughs> on uh Saturday. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. So uh yeah, guys, event for week one. And uh yeah, super stoked. It's back, it's here. Uh not a good well. Not nobody cares about my team. It's not a good fantasy weekend for me. I hope it was better for you guys. But we will get into the some positives and negatives of week one and ongoing. Before we go any farther, guys, make sure to check out the website www.theflug.com. Guys, check us out on Twitter at the flug underscore ff. Gary posted a. Uh, I guess we compiled our. Uh, compiled, I guess our our favorites, if you will of the waiver wire we got a big thread on there so uh big ups to gary for posting that for us and uh of course you can listen to us on spotify and itunes and podbean like subscribe five star reviews and we will give out hugs that's the number one thing oh just want just want to say uh the uh my uh, girlfriend listened to us last week, and she said that we do a great job. So just wanted to give a shout out. A Bump new listener, her. a new listener. Yes. Nice, nice, Gary. Are uh, you drinking anything of interest? Uh, a Josh Cabernet. Oh, I thank you. I had steak earlier, so it was perfect. That's that's the best way to do it. It was the best way to do it. Yeah, I, uh, I had a thing for work, and I went to. Of course, the majority of your listeners know we are in. Well, Gary and I are right outside of Richmond, and I did two days of Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach and back, excuse me. And uh, I'm sick of Interstate 64, and I didn't feel like drinking beer, so I made me a big ass Moscow mule, and I am ready to rock. <laughs> so, nice. save all the beers for this weekend. <laughs> oh boy, beers, Oki Chablis. <laughs> only the Okies. Yes, only the Okies. So, guys, uh, I don't know. I, I almost wanted to go game by game, but I feel like that's too much. So, uh, we all kind of pointed some stuff out that we wanted to talk about, just some hot topics. And, I mean, one thing will – you know how we do. One thing is going to lead to another. So, let's let's go into it. Um, I can go first if you guys are cool with it. And okay. uh, th- I think this first kind of topic I wanted to talk about will – Cover, cover a decent amount of area that was week one. And I kind of wanted to go through these top couple wide receivers as, as we, as you know, kind of standard, you know, your top, what's your top five or, I mean, guys, we talked about all year. You got Justin Jefferson, Cooper cup, Jamar chase Diggs, and Devonte Adams. The majority of fantasy consensus, top five wide receivers for this year. So Congratulations for you for not straying and, you know, sticking to what everybody else said and everybody's accurate. Hooray beer. So anyways, I wanted to go down a little farther, right? And we got first, well, I kind of, I didn't say this yet, but let's go ahead and give props to Gary's boy, AJ Brown going scorched earth on Detroit, catching 10 to 13 for 155 yards did not hit pay dirt, but if he keeps up this pace, it will be very, very soon. Yeah, like uh, the fact that he got 13 targets is mm-hmm. fucking automatic because I don't think he had more than five or six targets in most games when he was in Tennessee. So, I mean, the fact that um, I know him and uh, Jalen Hurts are kind of boys, 
I guess, ever since college. So they've known each other quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the rapport is there. Uh, you saw uh, Devonta Smith, who had four targets but didn't catch any. So oh, it's like so far, A.J. Brown's the guy. I'm sure like uh, Devonta Smith will pick up. But seeing A.J. Brown on the first game with the team, 13 targets, 100, over 150 yards is pretty fucking legitimate. Yes. Yes. Uh, side note, the Miles Sanders touchdown streak is ended. He finally <laughs> he got, he got a touchdown. So yes. I saw that. I saw that. I think it was first quarter, too. Yeah. Second, I think each one of the running backs got a touchdown. Uh, they did. Touchdown. They, they did. They did. Yep. So I, I saw Miles get that touchdown. I was like, whoop. <laughs> it's over. But uh, what did you say, Ty? I was going to say, I have a Malucha. So, yeah, I was very, very happy the uh, streak is over. Um, so I wanted to talk about all these more or less outlier wide receivers that kind of, you know, put up a bunch of points week one. And I want to see kind of, you know, see what you guys think about th- these guys, you know, going the next. I mean, we don't have to go full season, but, you know. Next couple of weeks, um, the guy at I'm of course adjust your rankings, but I'm going half point PPR. You got Devin Duvernay. We got the returning Michael Thomas, Robbie Anderson, and Jahan Dotson. All his wide receiver ones right now. They're all the top twelve wide receivers. Of course, Duvernay and Dotson, you know, and Michael Thomas all got two touchdowns. So I guess we let's just start. Um. Let's start with Duvernay. I mean, what do you got? Where you? What are you guys feeling on him? That's a that's an interesting one. I mean, right now I see him as a decent flex or like wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's pretty substantial that like the looks that he got from Lamar Jackson, and I mean, obviously they missed Hollywood Brown, but you can see Duvernay has the speed. He has the. Um, quickness and he's definitely good in the middle of the field too when he's in the slot position because that's what we thought when he first came out of college he'd be in the slot position but maybe he can somewhat fill that uh hollywood brown role in ways so not something i thought was going to happen but i mean if, if this keeps up for the next couple of weeks man we can see duvernay being a decent wide receiver too all throughout i'm sure i'm sure next week um Xavier Howard will be on uh, Rashad Bateman, and then that leaves Duvernay on Byron Jones. And quite frankly, not just because I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I never, I never was impressed with Byron Jones. And Byron Jones seems to be the um, weak link among the two, and seems to get um, burnt pretty, pretty easily and often. So I can see Duvernay having a good. I, I can see him having another good game. Like he did last week. Uh, I know it's two touchdowns. That's kind of hard to come by, but you know, I could certainly see him uh, four catches for fifty-four yards. I think it was. I could see him easily. I could see him eclipsing that. I know you got Mark Andrews, and you're still waiting for Rashad Bateman, but I could see him um, eclipsing what he did this past week because of the matchup. I don't know who they play week three. I know who they won't. Who they play week four? I won't mention who that is. Uh, but I could easily. <laughs> you see just him did again. Yeah, yeah that's uh, exactly. <laughs> um, Dude, <laughs> shout that, out to Dan. That uh, that long TD for Bateman saved him his fantasy output. Mm-hmm. Sure, fifty-five yard touchdown. So the other catch was a four-yard catch because he had fifty-nine yeah. yards receiving. Mm-hmm. So, so they both 
Oh, yeah, Bateman had one more target, but Duvernay just, you know, found the end zone more. So definitely, right. definitely something to look at, you know, five to four targets. Andrew is still the guy leading in targets. So yeah, they're going to need Duvernay. I'm sorry, Ty. They're going to need Duvernay to stand up as the second uh, wide receiver in this group because the rest of them don't look too promising. No. But like I said, that favorable matchup next week. Mm-hmm. Guys, side note, didn't he wasn't gonna get into this, but this is you know, this is week one, guys. Look at these targets that Flacco's dishing out to the Jets. Dude, you got Corey, da- Corey Davis 10, Garrett Wilson in his first game getting eight targets, Elijah Moore with seven, Michael Carter and Brees Hall both with nine. And even you got Braxton Berrios down here getting getting six and Conklin. The tight end getting seven. You've Dude, had fight. one, two, three, four, five, seven people with six plus targets. Yeah. That's crazy. He threw it. Flacco threw it 59 times, guys. Yeah. And still ended up with a quarterback rating of 15. <laughs> eek. 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 Uh, but yeah, going back to, to Duvernay, I, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, you're only getting five targets, you know. A game. I just don't see the. I don't see him saying as a top wide receiver. I, I mean, no, no, he, I, I get you. Like it's just uh, I think the game's script too because they were pretty much ahead most of the game. Kind of like put those targets down, but I mean, I don't know. The and rushing aspect too is like what's through uh, bread and butter. I said I I can see it I can see next week him getting more than five targets but yeah after next I have my doubts too because yeah like Gary said they're run they're a run first team I mean they have a running quarterback who honestly right now is probably their best running player on their entire team he's their best running back he plays quarterback so so next week uh, like Ty mentioned they play Miami at home week three they're at New England. In week four, they're playing Buffalo at at Baltimore, and then week five, Cincy comes to Baltimore. So a tough little stretch right here for the Ravens. To start off the so season. Even New England, that could be a that could be a juicy matchup because Jalen and Tyreek each had, I think, um, I think they each had six catches each, at, or I think Waddle had six catches, seventy-seven yards and a touchdown, and I think Tyreek had seven catches, seventy-six yards was the last thing. So. That could be another good matchup uh, against New England. So next next couple of games could be is a I think is a juicy matchup for Devin Duvernay, um, in my opinion. All right, let's let's jump to I finished number ten, Gary's boy Robbie Anderson, and mm-hmm. you guys know my absolute love for DJ Moore, but he kind of got the short straw again week one, but. Yeah, Robbie went five, catching five of eight targets, going a skosh over 100 yards and catching a touchdown. Ty, do you think this consistency can stay with Mr. Robbie Anderson? Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm saying no. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to say no for, like I said, I just think I'm, I'm with you. I'm more of a Jay Moore guy. And you also have to factor in that at the moment, quotations Christian McCaffrey is healthy so you have to you have to um you have to add that is that McCaffrey's gonna get his targets 
So, and, and not only that, Baker just didn't look good. Um, Cleveland's defense is not great, but they're not terrible either. Mm. So that's a, that's a concern for me. But yeah, long story short is, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think, I don't see this being a trend. Gary, I know you want to get in there and hype up your, some Robbie A. So, uh, the floor is, <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And being a top 10 wide receiver about the, um, course of last week was pretty good um I, I mean i was a fan with him back when he was uh in new york he's obviously a thin build but i mean he's capable of like the long speed and everything for him is like legitimate he's pretty decent in route running but he always just needs a legit not a legit but like you know above average qb play and i think last year when he was with uh sam darnold i think darnold 33 percent of his throws were off target so now that he has um, Baker Mayfield, who can actually throw a pretty good deep ball, um, I think this could be a pretty decent year for Robbie Anderson. I mean, I know we wrote about him in waivers. So I think uh, he can continue this trend. He could probably look like he was back in 2017 and 2020. Because uh, years in between there and to last year is just kind of dismal in a way. But, yeah, I think it's so far eight targets. Um it's better in the past when he probably had two or three in ways in most games. So uh, the team is pretty decent. Uh, I'd say they're still, you know, bottom tier of this whole division of theirs. But I still think there's going to be a pretty decent light at the end of the tunnel for Robbie Anderson. Well, and we were talking, I mean, Josh and I, we don't think it will happen. But to add to your credit, though, this week in particular, they played the Giants. And they got a young, they got young cornerbacks that went up against a rookie wide receiver and a guy that was playing in his first game in what, like a year or so. Like, so DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, this is the second year they've been in this system. So, so I will say that I think they got a good matchup this coming up. I don't know the rest of their schedule, but I think they got a good matchup this weekend going up against the Giants, um, corners. And I think, the Giants are going to miss uh, Aaron Robinson, who I think is more of a nickel cornerback, but I think he can play outside. So I will say that the matchup for both DJ and Robbie is favorable this weekend. Hey, like Todd mentioned, so the Giants, they got, they're at New York to play the Giants this week. Week three, they have New Orleans. They have a three-game home stretch playing New Orleans, Arizona, and San Fran. So, I mean, all those are uh, pretty decent in my opinion. New Orleans, yeah, absolutely. It's when he heads to the middle of the uh, season where he gets Atlanta twice in week eight and Tampa. nine. Tampa. And Tampa. Yeah. So, and let's, all right, so let's jump to our next guy. Let's jump to the rookie Jahan Dotson in his NFL debut. Catches three of his five targets going for just 40 yards, but again, two touchdowns, which is, you know, spiking these stats. Gary, you mentioned it. Uh, this, what what did you say about all three Washington wide receivers right now? Uh, Jahan Dotson was, uh, I think, 14th in PPR. And then right behind him was Curtis Samuel at 15. And then you had... Uh, Scary Terry? Terry Mc, yeah, Scary Terry. McLaurin at 28. 
So it looked like all three of these guys. I mean, Carson Wentz threw for well over 300 yards. I mean, if we could see a decent uh, game through, I mean, think about it this way: like if Carson Wentz, this is against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Imagine him going against like tougher teams where he's gonna have to throw a lot. So I mean, this can be valuable for these wide receivers going forward. I mean, each one of these guys can be a wide receiver two or three. Anyways, but um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, the next two matchups, they got Detroit and Philadelphia, and both teams gave up 35 points in their game. So uh, I, both matchups are very favorable. It's when they start playing. Like the next week is against Dallas, and their pass rush with Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, that's where that's where it becomes an issue. But the next two, next two matchups are very, I think, would be very juicy for all three receivers and Carson Wentz. And, and – but that and Logan Thomas is healthy again, and we know. And Gary, you can speak more to this, but um, I know we didn't talk about Logan Thomas, but Logan Thomas could be a big um, addition to this offense because he likes to go to his tight ends. And Gary, would you say that he likes to go to the middle of the field once? He's more oh, uh, middle. Yeah, because if you think about like when Ertz and Goddard were with uh, Wentz for sure, like I mean, tight end is definitely an awesome aspect. And as long as Logan Thomas is healthy, dude, you should have a legitimate year, like a great and, year. And he had three catches for 45 yards, which, again, mm-hmm. he was hurt a lot of last season. So he's healthy. So, I mean, I think you make a good point, Gary. This could be an offense that, at least for the next two games, and then we'll see with Dallas, they could be – you could add all four of those guys that were mentioned. Well, I added Logan Thomas, but all four of those guys that we mentioned. Yeah, even, like, even I mean, it, just the opportunity is there as long as if Wentz is throwing like that amount of times too. So I think it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're receiving on Washington. I mean, I, and again, we're, we like we mentioned, they're playing the Jags. But I mean, Curtis Samuel. I mean, he's the most. He was like, left for dead. I mean, after last season and him like not being able to play and whatnot, yeah. he was left for dead. And now so he he's looks, well on that waiver wire. I'm he's sure. well. He's looking like a poor man's Debo. Yeah, I went to the game and yeah, they basically used him. Like that's what I said to my buddy. I said they're trying to make him into a Debo Samuel, and that was the best. That was the best game. That was his best game as a Washington football team's like defender. Yeah, it didn't take much based off last year. It got and and real quick. I know we've been talking about receivers, but I mean. Uh, Gibbs, Antonio Gibson, guys. I mean, people were shitting on him left and right. Don't draft him. Don't draft him. And I mean, he didn't Russian. He didn't, you know, not 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 too, you know, par at best. But in the receiving game, I mean, they said they want him. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Rivera. They're like he'll be the McCaffrey, and you know, catching seven for seventy-two. I mean, that's pretty fucking good. Well, still, if he gets at least fourteen to fifteen carries, that's legitimate in itself. I mean. And yeah, in eight targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he definitely needs. I mean, God bless what Brian Robinson just went through, mm-hmm. and he's lucky and he's very fortunate to be alive. But I think he could probably play Week Five. He's an addition to the offense. I think I don't see Antonio Gibson being a twenty to twenty-five carry back, especially if he's got fumbles. If he's got uh, fumble problems, because he had six fumbles last year. And they were the most in the NFL. So kind of limiting his uh, touches is probably the best thing for him and the team for that matter. And Brian Robinson, he was on the stationary bike today, wasn't he? 
Um, I saw saying, him, like he's at camp and he was on a stationary bike today. And so read that's a, that's but a good that, time. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't read that, but yeah, my buddy told me that week five is looking pretty good for him. So mm. <clears throat> ride Gibson while you can. That yeah, like or sell him when you can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. I had I had Dotson and I had Samuel as my next guy I wanted to talk about. So we kind of we kind of covered that there, guys. So those were the wide receivers I wanted to talk about. Uh, does anybody want to share next? <laughs> Show and tell. Yeah. Uh, so Alvin Kamara had nine rushing attempts. You know, four targets. Mm-hmm. Is this something that we're gonna have to worry about with Taysom Hill taking some? Uh, rushing opportunities. Did you guys notice that? Because uh, yeah, with uh, okay, so Alvin Kamara, nine rushes, thirty-nine yards, four targets, caught three of them for seven yards. Obviously, no touchdowns, but I know we were talking about this earlier. Or, I mean, we'll talk maybe about the wide receiver for a little bit. Uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, four rushing attempts for 81 yards and a touchdown. Fluke, 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 fluky. Yeah. So, I mean, especially him possibly being a tight end position. I mean, is this something we're going to see, like, uh, like you were saying, with Curtis Samuel, like another poor man's Debo Samuel? So well, that's. I was just going to say, I, I kind of worry about the goal line. Like, because yeah. they use take. They use Taysom at the goal line a lot, or they did last year. So um, I kind of worry about the goal line touches. Um, but, I mean, Taysom, Taysom Hill, whether you like him or not, there is, there is a role for this team. There, he has a role on this team. And so, but I, I think more so worried about Camaro is the goal line. Is the goal line carries. We'll see. We'll see. And and also, uh, I know it's early, and this guy also peaked early last year, but Jawan Jennings did have five targets in this game too. So I just think he's just he's just a he's just a gadget guy again, and he just he had a good week. I'm, I'm if you if you drafted Taysom Hill in best ball, good for you. Pat your back. It's on to week two. Very true. Sure. But well, I mean, Kamara had sorry, sorry, Ty, but Kamara had four, what, four point three yards per carry. I, it's to be, I mean, nine attempts is yes, not good, but I mean, there's, I'll get into it in a little while, but there's some other running backs, you know, big name running backs that had pretty shitty games. But uh, I'm done, Ty. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Yeah, can I, can, let me go back to Jawan Jennings. Um, <clears throat> personally, I mean, do I see it? Um, continuing the success? Probably not, but let's look at it this way. Brandon Ayuk played 99. I know, and it was a rain soaked game. I understand that. But Brandon Ayuk played 99% of the snaps, and he only got two targets. And Jawan Jennings got 62% snaps, and he got six targets. And Debo Samuel. Is probably now going to go back to running a lot out. They're going to be probably running a lot out out of the I formation. Well, no, not no, a single back. 
That's what they do with Devo. They run out of that single back formation, that one back formation. So, and Jawan Jennings is listed as the number threes, listed in the three wide receiver sets. So, and then not only that, <clears throat> Trey Lance is a, Trey Lance is a new starting quarterback. So, it's important to. I think Jawan. I think I, I think Jawan Jennings could be a big part of this offense. I really do because again, he's a new court. Trey Lance is a new quarterback, and obviously the first game it was the first game, but obviously it wasn't there with Debo. It was with Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings could have could have a role in this could have a role in this offense. Chemistry chemistry is everything, as we all know in life. But obviously it was there. Four out of six compared to two out of eight with Debo. Um, I think I think Jennings could have a role on this team, a bigger role than he had last year. Remember how we were all high on him and then he kind of fell off? Well, who's going to fight for him as a number three wide receiver? Ray Ray McLeod? Danny Gray? Malik Turner? Come on. Yeah. And now they just and now they just lost Elijah Mitchell, who's out for eight weeks, and Kittle's hurt. We don't know when Kittle's coming. We don't know when Kittle's coming back. He might not play this week, and he might. But then again, he might. So um, after that, who else do they have? Tyler Croft at tight end. He played for the Bills. He wasn't that good. So, uh, so I mean, what else, what other targets do they have? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I I agree with you. I also think a little bit of a grain of salt just based on the weather. Because it, it was raining buckets. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, but I'll, uh, and I'll and I'll just say one more thing. He gives them height. Devo is six foot. Brandon Ayuk six foot. Jawan Jennings is six three. So he's 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 their fifty fifty guy. Big or he body could be out of Tennessee. He could be their fifty fifty guy. See, yeah. I didn't even know he went to Tennessee, but but he could be their fifty fifty guy. That's another thing. Like Ray River McLeod, he's like five eight, five nine. Malik Turner, I think might be a taller guy, but he's not gonna challenge him for, for um snaps. And Danny Gray's a rookie. He just he was just inactive. So that's all I got. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh I I know I mentioned some wide receivers underachieving. I mean running backs, I'm sorry. Uh one of the things I wanted to mention was I wanted to talk about Chase Edmonds real quick. And in this offense, it's supposed to be, again, this is coming, uh, the new coach came from San Fran, like, you know, and they're kind of, they were run like a running back heavy team and, and 12 carries, he turned it in 25 yards, two yards per, a skosh over two yards per carry. And he, I mean, he, he went four for four receiving for 40 yards. But I I just I don't know if that's gonna cut it. I mean, this team wants to run, you know. And then I mean, I know they have two great wide receivers, but I just I don't know. That kind of scares me a little bit. I don't know if you guys thought anything about that. Uh, the best thing I could think of is I saw something on YouTube as to where he's a pretty good passing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have Tyreek Hill. And you have basically, yeah, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. who can stretch the field at any moment, which leaves wide open space for somebody to have a check down 
and a lot of green to run through, which is good yep. for somebody like Chase Edmonds. If he can, I mean, Raheem Mostert is great, but I mean, if you want somebody who can do the rushing and, uh, you know, have that PPR value, it's going to be Chase Edmonds, dude. I mean, it's week one. There's no sense of like panicking. Let's just like watch this evaluating most of this and trying to see what the best upside is for most. But 12 carries, I mean, 12 carries is good. That lets you know that they're trying to put him as the all-around back. Mm-hmm. I mean, most are obviously with five, but I mean, it's just now getting into the second. I mean, they've won that game. So maybe they're still going to keep that same game script with uh, Chase Edmonds leading. And hopefully he can pick it up this next game. Because who are they playing next? They're playing Baltimore. Baltimore. So I, mean, I was going to say that leads me to what I'm about to say. Is that, yeah, they played Baltimore. And Gary's guy, Michael Carter, had 60 yards on 10 carries. Yeah. He ran good. I mean, we were expecting the Brees Hall show. And we ended up getting the Michael Carter show. So, um, at the moment, it's a favorable matchup. Chase Edmonds to get rolling as far as running the football. Uh, although we know, we know, or our buddy Dan knows that Baltimore can turn it on just like that. But on paper, after what Michael Carter did, it's a good matchup for Chase Edmonds to get back on track or to get on track, I should say. And then the, uh, the other running back, and again, I think, I think this one's more fluky and don't need to worry as much, but Austin Eckler on 14 carries only turned that into 36 yards. So a 2.5 average. He, again, he caught his four, four targets, but I think he was only like snap percentage was like 50 some percent. Cause you had Sony Michelle and uh, Joshua Kelly who pretty much split time when he wasn't on the field too. So, and I think Sony Michelle's the one who got the touchdown, right? Didn't he have the goal line? So Sony Michelle is probably somebody to look up as the backup to um, Eckler at this moment. We all thought it was going to be uh, Isaiah Spiller at some point, but we haven't seen really any of them. He's one where most people in rookie drafts would go in the first round. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, he didn't have any carries. Nope. Yeah. I- Sony Michelle. At seven. And Josh Kelly had four carries for like 28 yards. Didn't I see 21, that? 21. Yeah. I mean, that's still five yards a pop. So, I mean, it's something the funny, to run about. The funny thing is, man, like, it looks good on paper, but what kind of hole did you have? Like, sometimes coaches look like, look at, okay, well, you're, you're fighting for second or third string. So, was it tougher for you to get those three to four yards compared to open hole to where you're getting 20 uh, rushing yards when you have open green? Like which back is doing the big stuff to where we know if we need three to four yards, you're getting it no matter if it's a fucked up, like no holes, no gaps on or anything. Sometimes you got to look at it like that too. But I think yeah. like Sony Michelle having like that many carries is something that, especially just coming onto the team, fairly quickly let you know that he could be possibly the second one up. That's a good point. Yeah. And like we said, uh well we we talked about it in our Twitter for our waiver wire that 
Gerald Everett is on our waiver wire list. And we mentioned Keenan Allen possibly being out. He is out for tomorrow night's game, for the Thursday night game. Well, he, I think, I think he's the uh, X factor for their whole season because we already know what Mike Williams can do. We already know what Keenan Allen can do. I was wondering when they lost Jared Cook, who would they get? And now they have Justin, or um, not Justin, uh, Gerald Everett. Um, I think he's their X factor. We could, we could say Austin Eckler is, but Gerald Everett giving him a tight end. I mean, look at look at the rest of the AFC West. You got Kelsey and you got Darren Waller. And so, um, they need the Chargers need Gerald Everett to have a type of game that he had last week, sixty four yards, I believe it was. I don't know how many catches. I think it was three, but still sixty four yards. Three for fifty four and one touchdown. Three. Three for 54. Okay, so, I mean, you're still looking at 54 yards times 17. You're looking at 800 yards per season, which is is top five in tight ends. I mean, Dalton Schultz had 800 yards. He was a top five tight end. So, 50 yards a game from Gerald Everett, Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes him him dangerous. He's top top five right now. I've I've posted it in our our group text. You guys know I've been a Gerald Everett guy, even though he's going, he's in the division with my Chiefs. But yeah, it's happening. That's what I said. It's Gerald Everett is happening finally. So, so yeah, if he can do that on a consistent basis, the Chargers are dangerous. Oh, yeah. They're already dangerous, Herbert, but that makes them even more dangerous. Yes, yes. That's an opportunity. Uh, any what? Any other big topics you guys had? Um. Two guys, I mean, this is my opinion. I don't know what your opinions are, but two guys that kind of impressed me, but I don't think I see it going any further than maybe after next week or a couple weeks. Uh, first guy I want to mention is uh, Rex Burkhead. Um, I was thinking about um, And the only reason, and for nothing else, I read somewhere where Lovey Smith basically said Damian Pierce needs to, impre- needs to improve on passing downs. Now, he, only, he caught his only target for six yards, but that was his only target. And Rex Burkhead had eight targets. Now, he only cost five for 30 yards, but it's evident that Rex Burkhead is the passing down back. And then not only that, Burkhead had 14 carries compared to Damian Pierce's 11, and neither one really impressed. Again, it, again, we could go back to what, like Gary says, which one is hitting the hole on which one's hitting the hole for three or four yards or which one's hitting the hole when it's a 10 yard game, but neither one averaged more than three yards per carry. But not only that, so not only that Pierce did not impress as far as running the football. And, and now you have Burkhead catching the football. And I think it says something that you have a guy, Rex Burkhead's 32 years old, kind of like a D'Angelo Williams type, you know, kind of just a, a, a journeyman. And they got rid of Marlon Mack. And now Marlon Mack signed with the 49ers practice squad. And Marlon Mack's a younger guy. I think it says something that they got rid of Marlon Mack. And not only that, you have a guy, Damian Pierce, who we all were in love with at preseason. And now he still gets 14 carries and he still gets eight targets. So there's something to be said for that. Will, will it continue after this week? Who knows? 
But at the moment, like Lovey Smith said, Damian Pierce has to get better on passing down. I'm I'm with you, and we've always heard that throughout the years. That's one of the the killers. If somebody's trying to get carries and stuff, you gotta you gotta protect. You gotta protect. So it's it's yeah, fourteen to eleven carries. So pretty close. But yeah, I mean, this could be, it could be a game script thing. It, yeah, it's hard to tell with the Texans because I mean, they're not going to be that good this year. So, and I'll give both running backs, I guess, do the Colts have a good defensive line? They have a really good defensive line. The Force Buckner, um, I think who else? But they, and that was without Shaquille Leonard. I know he goes by Shaquille now, but that was without Shaquille Leonard. And they still did that. So they the Colts do have a good defensive line. Um and they have and and Denver didn't do that great. They got Denver coming up, Houston and Rashad Penny. Again, this goes back to whether or not he had big holes or not. And but Rashad Penny ran for sixty on twelve. So I mean, who know who knows what they could do against Denver. And Denver just lost Justin Simmons, who's on the IR. Yep. That's a big loss to Denver's defense. Huge loss. So, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got on Burkhead. Um, I had one more guy, uh, unless anybody. anybody, else can, anybody. Go ahead, Rocket. Again, again, this is another guy that's probably not going to look good, or may not get nothing. But uh, Richie James of the New York Giants had six targets. He had five catches for fifty-nine yards. He played seventy percent. Of the other guys, Kenny Galladay is the so-called number one. He had two targets. He, he caught both passes, but he only had two targets. And we've all been hearing about how lackadaisical he's looked, how slow he's looked, and all that. And then you got Sterling Shepard, who had four targets, but he only caught two of them. Now, he had the big 65-yard touchdown catch, but two out of four targets. And, we, and now I'm seeing that Richie James is – He's in the three wide receiver sets, like on our lads. He's in the three wide receiver sets. On sleeper, he's on the three wide receiver sets. We also saw Wondell Robinson get hurt. I believe he only had one one target for five yards, if I'm not mistaken. Kadarius Tony seems to be out of the picture at the moment, <coughs> apparently because of his um, conditioning, I guess. But Richie James could see he could see a role at least for the next couple of weeks, especially if. They're trying to get Kadarius Tony back into the uh, the swing of things, but and then like I said, Wandale Robinson's hurt at the moment. Um, but Richie James has never been the guy, so it's not like it's not like he's banged up, and it's not like he's slow by any means. He he's got some wheels on him. He's kick returner, punt returner. So um, I was impressed. And not only that, this is a new regime, and I can tell you from experience that Brian Dable and Joe Schoen. Let's be honest. If you can play football. They're going to give you opportunities. And Richie James, household household name or not, uh, he actually can, he's actually a pretty good football player. If you if in the, in the, maybe not fancy fancy football wise, but as a football player, he's actually a pretty good football player. Dude, yeah, I remember like back in like he was a guy to the eye up back in San Fran, but he was just couldn't stay healthy right. at all. So, yeah, I mean, this is his opportunity, man. I mean, it's going to be hard. I mean, because 
I did see Canarius Tony only get like seven touches or something like that, and then or play seven snaps or something like that. So I mean, if he wants that uh, opportunity, he's gonna have to keep uh, you know, showing up each time he's on the field. Right. So. But I mean, I like it. I like I like seeing somebody like that make a comeback and make it pretty good. You know, not only fantasy like. Uh, Incline, but like I mean, just you know, getting a job. Especially when you thought yeah. he was done and everywhere years ago. Because I hate to say it, Sterling Shepard. I mean, are we going to see again? He had two catches for seventy-one yards. He had that big sixty-five-yard touchdown catch. But is he going to play all seventeen games, or is he going to get hurt? He's going to get hurt. I don't want him to get hurt, but I don't want to. Yeah, I yeah, I don't want him to get hurt either. But and I actually like him. I think he's. I think he's a good talent, but. His injury, his his injury history is not good. And then, like we said, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know the conditioning of Kadarius Tony. We don't know if he's not in shape, and we don't know how long Wandale Robinson's going to be out. So, and not only that, they don't have any tight ends. I don't, I don't think. Oh no, I'm sorry. They had a tight end catch a one yard touchdown catch. That was about it, as far as their tight end. So they had no tight ends. Yeah. So. There's nothing there. Nobody's going to challenge any of these guys. Crazy. So. Crazy talk. Yeah. Crazy, crazy so. talk. The last thing that I thought was kind of worth, worth of dis- worthy of discussion, excuse me. I already t- we already talked about Michael Thomas. I just kind of wanted to go back to the Saints in general with them having that 17-point fourth quarter. Jameis, you know, coming back to fruition – uh, not, I mean, he had 269 passing yards, two touchdowns, both touchdowns going to the returning Michael Thomas, who caught, like we said, caught five of eight earlier. We said this earlier, caught five of eight, only 57 yards, two touchdowns. But guys, Jarv, Jarv catching seven of nine, 114 yards. And then we already talked about Jawan Johnson. Getting get the five targets, and then Chris Olave, their first round pick, nothing crazy, but he went three for three for forty one. So not a bad start in an NFL debut. But the like the Saints, the Saints used to always be a fantasy team that was like, you're gonna get Breeze, and you, you get the wide receivers. You got, I mean, Mike, that's when Michael Thomas was a beast, and then Kamara was always a thing. Do you think that the Saints in general are a team in fantasy football that you should kind of start gravitating back to? Um, I need to see it first. I, I, I think I need to see some consistency. But that being said, uh, Jarvis Landry, a.k.a. Juice, um, definitely has some more juice than he had probably last year or the years of Cleveland does. It also helps that he is from New Orleans. He is from Louisiana. That mm-hmm. helps. He went to LSU, he went to high school in LSU um, along with OBJ. Um, he definitely looks, he definitely looks like the version of Miami. Remember Miami Dolphins when he was catching a hundred passes each year. Oh yeah. Um, he, definitely, he definitely looks like his Miami Dolphins look so, and Michael Thomas, I mean, look, I crapped on him. I'll be the first one to admit it. I mean, when you, 
when you don't play for three years, I mean, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard for me to jump on, but you look good. I mean, I mean, call it like it is. And, uh, and Chris Olave, I mean, you know, unless you're Jamar Chase, you know, three catches, 41 yards. I mean, at least he wasn't Christian Watson and dropped the open 75 yard touchdown catch that could have possibly, that could have possibly, um, Possibly could have made it turn the game around or put the game started for the Packers. So, I mean, I think there needs to be a little more consistency, but it's certainly a good start. Um, and certainly, uh, Jarvis Landry definitely has a lot more juice than he did at, uh, Cleveland. I'm with, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Something, like I said, something I just kind of wanted to mention at the end. I just think this is something, something to monitor. Keep an eye on these guys. I know, I know they're all drafted. Like, you're, there's, you're not going to pick these guys up on the waiver wire. But, and again, I mean, this could be from a dynasty aspect. These guys could be trade before the ship sinks. I don't, I don't know. Another aspect, but you guys tell me if I'm going too far. Especially Landry. I mean, you're looking at possibly seeing Landry back when he was with uh, Miami. You know, when he had that big year. So, I mean, if you can uh, try and see what you can get for him right then and there for somebody who's willing to buy him. I mean, Jameis is – let's not forget. Like, I mean, Jameis back in Tampa Bay was legitimate, dude. He could produce some wide receiver ones. But, I mean, obviously the one you want to kind of get rid of is Landry, but sell as high as you can, especially with his age being up here. Not only that, Jameis, he was actually pretty good last year before he got hurt. I think he was at like four touchdowns and three INTs. I think they were like four and two or five and two um, last year. And, um, you know, and they got a better offense right now than the Cowboys. The Cowboys only scored three points against Tampa. But um, New Orleans, I mean, I, I think New Orleans will have a better outcome than uh, Dallas did. But then next week they got Carolina. And I just don't see Carolina having enough defensive firepower. They got a great pass rusher in Brian Burns that can get home. But other than that, I don't see them being able to stop all three or contain all three receivers. Somebody somebody against Carolina is going to have a big game. So. I'm with you. I, I, I like what you're putting down, Ty. That's all I want to say about those guys. Gary, do you have anything, any other hot topics for week one? I'm good. Honey, I'm good. Honey, I'm good. Honey, I'm good. All right, boys. Well, I don't know. We I I tried to cover a lot. We we did we did cover a lot very quick. The Chiefs look great. Just had to get that in there. <laughs> they do look good, man. What about so, Tyreek Hill? I mean they're with Tyreek, another guy we didn't mention on the waiver wires that I kind of thought of after the fact with Rondell Moore's, he didn't play week one, kind of iffy. We know that Nuke, I can't, I pulled a name flop. We know uh, that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for five more games. Greg Dortch was getting some targets. So if you need to make a super duper stretch, like somebody gets scratched, you know, going into the Sunday games, Dorch might be an option. It's a good way to go. Yeah. 
Did we, did we miss any teams? Did we not mention anybody at all? The Another one I always look at is the Damian Harris, Ronjay Stevenson split. Their carries were were pretty pretty even. Again, the game kind of got out of hand, so it was, you know, the run, rushing attempts kind of went away. Um, I guess kind of going back to the Jets, y'all brought up a great, great point. Do we see – can we see them getting the kind of targets – that they got with Joe Flacco when Zach Wilson comes back? Wow, that's a good question. That's a great question. If they're down, if they're down like that, if they're down 24 to 3, then probably. I, I just feel like right now, I just feel like Joe Flacco gives these guys more opportunities to make plays or to throw an interception, but to make plays than Zach Wilson does. I, I, I know Zach, it's hard. I know, it's hard to admit, but it's it's a yes. I know, I know Zach Wilson's got that dog in him, but I mean, yeah. uh, that I, just feel like, I just feel like Joe Flacco gives him more of an opportunity. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong, but just from everything I saw from training camp and then everything I saw from last year, it seemed like Flacco was giving these guys more opportunities uh, in the preseason and in last year and even this past week, even though, like you said, they were losing. But it just seemed like all training camp, it seemed like these guys were having more chemistry with Joe Flacco. Zach, Zach Wilson might have the dog in him, but right now he's that puppy pissing on the porch because he is out. He is not hanging. So I don't know. I mean – I don't know, man. It's tough. And I mean, Flacco, like I said, he went over 300 yards. But Zach Wilson, they put a lot, they put a lot into him, man. So I don't, I mean, if they're 0 and 4 and Wilson comes back, I mean, if they're 0 and 4 and Wilson's ready to come back, he's coming back. He's starting. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. Because you can, I mean, this is a this is a fantasy podcast, but from that NFL standpoint, that he's he's coming back. He's he's starting absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I thought about that after y'all said that they all had targets. I'm like, oh, shit. Because I mean, yeah, all of them. Yeah, Corey Davis had 77 yards. Garrett Wilson at 52. More at 49. I mean, Corey Davis had 77 yards. I was kind of shocked by that one. So, all um, right, I think we. We hit enough. The Broncos, wow, two fumbles. Seattle, I don't know, nothing. Still, I don't know, nothing that, that you know, got me excited. Gino's quote at the end of the game, that was probably the highlight of the Seattle. <laughs> they wrote me off, but I didn't write them back. Isn't that what he said? Yes, exactly. So that, was, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So and then go we didn't we didn't mention the Bucks really. Lenny had a good game. Yeah, but now he's dealing with a hamstring. Yeah. Oh Lenny. Oh Lenny. So I guess, so I guess it could be the Rashad White 
White show. We shall see. And then DeAndre Swift looked great too, but now he said ankle, possible ankle banged up. So Detroit brought up Justin Jackson in that play. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, guys. Let's go ahead, Ty. Sorry. I was just going to say, I actually like Justin Jackson. I thought he was actually pretty good for the Chargers. He just didn't get opportunities. Uh, Well, that and, and, like, I mean, just the talent above him was a little bit more. Sure. That's all. And and Gabe Davis had a great game for all the haters out. He did. He did. So, get on board. That's all I got. The Bills showed out in the second half. Mm -hmm. And then we don't – Cam Akers, we'll talk about that next week. When he bounces back, Carol Henderson. Let's go. Let's let's go. All right, guys. I think we hit on we hit on enough. I think it's a lot to cover in a little bit of time, and I think everybody's so scatterbrained still from week one, trying to you know mm-hmm. go through everything. So I think let's if you guys are down to sign off and get ready for Thursday night football and another great week of NFL football. Sir, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow's game ought to be great. That ought to be a great game. Yes, I, so. I, I, I really hope KC uh, humbles the Chargers because I think the Chargers oh. need to be a little humble him. I'm ready for humble. some humbling. Humble yourself. All right, let me get all. Let me get these boys out of here, ladies and gentlemen. For Gary, you can find him on Twitter at Gars underscore Poetica. For Ty, you can find him on Twitter at Social Media Ghost. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. You can find all of us collectively on Twitter at the Flug underscore FF. Guys, make sure to check out our website, www.theflug.com. And as always, listen, like, subscribe on Spotify and iTunes and Podbean. Great week. Cannot wait for this weekend. Guys, it was a good time. Yes, it was, boy. I will talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening.